Thank you for joining us at Luminous Church. And this morning, we hope that you see Jesus clearly. Happy Mother's Day. If I haven't met you yet, I'm Brandy Chapman. Um, I've been out for a little bit having this sweet little baby girl that was two weeks late. Um, if you can put that sweet picture up. This is baby Brielle. She's hopefully snoozing in the back and she'll stay snoozing for a while. Um, last week, you guys started a new series called Brave and Ben talked about Sarah and Taylor gave her amazing testimony. Can we give it up for Taylor one more time? As you start this series, I'm just reminded of a time that God really called me to be brave and courageous in a time where I didn't feel equipped, I didn't feel confident, I was very new to the faith, and I just didn't feel like I was good enough to really just step out in faith and be a part of a church and really stand up. So um, there was a friend that was um, that I'd met through our Sending Church Mid-Cities. His name is Chris Davis. Some of you guys may know him. He comes and plays electric guitar for us, and he's amazing. But he was a college pastor at the time, and he called one day and said, hey, Brandy, I've really just been praying, and the Lord had pressed on my heart to ask you to be a part of our college leadership team. And I thought for a second, like, no way, not me. Like, he doesn't know me. He doesn't know where I've been. He doesn't know my past. He doesn't know my what I'm still struggling with. And um, as I prayed about it, I was just like, wow. Like, I just was so impressed that he just even asked me because I didn't feel worthy. And um, at the time, I mean, I couldn't even quote a Bible verse to you. I mean, I was just really, really young in my faith. And, um, but it wasn't until I was brave, courageous, and just walked out and said, okay, Lord, if you were calling me to this, like, I really need to do this, and it's important. So I stepped out in faith and did that and um, just really saw the hand of the Lord, like, come on me. Even though I, the first time they asked me to pray, I, I was so nervous. All of me just wanted to say, like, no, I'm good. Let somebody else pray. Um, but I just, even though it was probably the most awful prayer, <laughs> um, I just prayed anyway. And I, and I started stepping out in those little baby steps and saw the Lord's faithfulness. And I really just um, grew in my in my word, grew with my walk with the Lord, and became a lot deeper. And then not only that, but just seeing the Lord's faithfulness through walking through my obedience. Um, six months later, I met my husband, Ben, who's amazing. And um, But what if I wouldn't have taken that step, you know, that step that, of bravery, that step of courage that I was so hesitant to take? And so um, this morning we are... Um, partnering with an organization called Jesus Said Love, and I want you to check out this video. In 2003, while leading worship for an event, we learned of the plight of women in the commercial sex industry, and I had never heard of any organization or church reaching these women. And I just knew, like a crystal clear moment of understanding that I was to go into the clubs and build relationships with these women. I wanted to know them. And that year we took Easter bags and the love of Christ into Waco clubs and it's been growing ever since. 
Now Jesus Said Love is in five Texas cities, and we're adding more in 2015 with a strong emphasis on the I-35 corridor. 40% of all clubs in Texas are in cities along this corridor, and it's also a route for human trafficking, which we have unfortunately encountered. So in each of our cities, we are watching churches, organizations, city councils, law enforcement, and businesses collaborate together on behalf of these women. And we are passionate about awakening hope and empowering change to those marginalized in society because we know it's the essence of the gospel and we know it's crucial to the prosperity of our cities. And given the right tools and the belonging that a faith community provides, we are seeing women choose to leave the industry and live out their dreams. So in honor of Mother's Day, we want to support this amazing organization called Jesus Said Love. We wanted to put, you know, flowers in your hands or, you know, a book or something encouraging, but we just thought, wow, what would be better than that is to just support this organization that's truly amazing. So we're going to give um, $500 in honor of each of you um, to Jesus Said Love. Um, just a little bit more about this organization. Um, each of these women come from poverty backgrounds. They um, Majority of them have been molested at a young age, and so um, they end up in these these places, and what more, I mean, these women that are coming to share the gospel and be the hands of feet, the feet of Jesus are so brave and courageous. I can't, you know, I would be hesitant to walk in those places, but they are walking in there with the gospel um, so that these ladies can see Jesus clearly. Um, so mamas, if you're in here this morning, will you stand so we can pray and honor you this morning? Let's pray. Father, I just thank you for these women of God, Father. I thank you um, for their calling, Father. Um, it's so selfless to be a mom, Father. And so their endless hours of just changing diapers, Lord, taking people places and um, being the carpool, Father God, and the late nights and the long conversations, Father, putting food on the table, Lord Jesus, and just all the amazing selfless acts that they do, Lord. And Father, waking up every morning to brave the day and even just make it to church this morning, Father. I just thank you for these women. I thank you for their boldness, Father God. I thank you for their audacious lives, Father, and what they're just doing um, to advance your kingdom and to raise up these children and be disciples, Father, and raise disciples. Um, Lord Jesus, we just thank you for um, their boldness and bravery, Father. I pray that you continue to use them to be the light that they are, Lord. Would you bless them? In Jesus' name, amen.
Let's give it up for those kids. That's awesome. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. It's good to see your faces. Happy Mother's Day. If you don't know by now, we do love moms here. And so we want to honor the moms. We just are so grateful for you. If you have your Bibles, turn to the book of Ruth. That's where we'll be this morning. The book of Ruth as we continue our series, Brave. And so we are Thankful to be here this morning with you. As you turn there, I was just looking up some Mother's Day jokes. And, um, you know, and, and the other day, a mother was trying to get her son to eat carrots. And she said, carrots are good for your eyes, she said. And the boy said, Mom, how do you know that? And she began to say, have you ever seen a rabbit wear glasses? That's the punchline. That's... <laughs> You know, moms are full of wisdom, aren't they? They're full of wisdom. They're full of so many things. They're full of jokes. And, and, and Tyler said it so well. We would not be here without moms. And so we're thankful for that. Ruth chapter 1. We're going to be talking about a mom this morning, Naomi. And as we begin to talk about Naomi, we'll be in Ruth chapter 1. We'll skip 2 and 3, and then we'll move on to chapter 4. And there's a couple things that I want to highlight for you this morning We'll pray for you, and then you can treat your mom or your wife to brunch right after the service. Ruth chapter 1, verse 1. In the days when the judges ruled, there was a famine in the land, and a man of Bethlehem and Judah went to sojourn in the country of Moab, he and his wife and his two sons. The name of the man was Elimelech, and the name of his wife, Naomi, and the name of his two sons were Malan and Chilion. They were Ephrathites from Bethlehem in Judah. They went into the country of Moab and remained there. But Elimelech and the husband and Naomi died, and she was left with her two sons. Verse 4, these took Moabite wives. The name of the one was Orpah, not Oprah. And the name of the other was Ruth. They lived there about 10 years, and both Malan and Chilean died so that when the so that the woman was left without her so that the woman was left without her two sons and her husband. So we find this. It, let me set this up. So Naomi went with her husband to Moab there in Moab. There was a land of provision. It was a land of abundance. Many of you came to the land of San Antonio because the U.S. government sent you here with the military. Or maybe you came here for some other reasons to provide for your family. And what we see about Naomi and, and this family is Naomi loses her husband um, early on and she was widowed. She was widowed. And, and these days when you were widowed, it meant that that life and your 401k and your retirement and everything that was set was disrupted. You see, that's, that's why really God cares so much about the widows and orphans, especially back then, because women had no means of really providing for themselves. The husbands were supposed to do that. And if the husbands were to die, then the sons would be the provision for their mother-in-law. But what happened to the sons? The sons had also passed away. How many of you know this is, this is a bad season right now for Naomi and her two daughters? Let's see how Naomi responds in verse 7. So she set out from the place where she was with her two daughters-in-laws, and they went on the way to return to the land of Judah. 
But Naomi said to her two daughters-in-laws, Go, return each of you to her mother's house. May the Lord deal kindly with you as you have dealt with the dead and with me. The Lord grant that you may find rest, each of you in the house of her husband. Then she kissed them, and they lifted up their voices and wept. And they said to her, No, we will return with you to your people. But Naomi said, Turn back, my daughters. Why will you go with me? Have I yet sons in my womb that they may become your husbands? Turn back, my daughters. Go your way, for I am too old to have a husband. If I should say I have hope, even if I should have a husband this night and should bear sons, would you therefore wait until they were grown? Would you therefore refrain from marrying? No, my daughters, for it is exceedingly bitter to me for your sake that the hand of the Lord has gone out against me. Then they lifted up their voices again and they wept again. And Orpah kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth clung to her. And she said, see, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and to her gods. Return after your sister-in-law. But Ruth said, do not urge me to leave you or return from following you. For where you go, I will go. And where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die and there I will be buried. May the Lord do so to me, and more also, if anything, put but death parts me from you. And when Naomi saw that she was determined to go with her, she said, no more. You know, what's amazing about Naomi and this woman that we're studying this morning is that she was a woman of courage. Think about this. She just lost her husband. She just lost her fortune. She just lost all of her security in life. And she sees her two daughter-in-laws and she says, hey, you need to be released of me and you need to go find another husband. You need to go back to where the land you came from and get remarried so that you would have provision for your life. That's a pretty courageous moment. It's pretty courageous to say, hey, I want to bless you. I want the best for you. I want to see you succeed in every way. I want to see you succeed in every way. Go. And don't you love moms? Moms do that every day in life, don't they? When moms look at their kids, they, they are the biggest champion of their kids. Can you agree with that this morning? Like we, we all can agree that our moms have championed us. They, they want the best for us. They, they say, go, do, accomplish, do what God's purposed in your heart. And we've seen that through sacrifice after sacrifice after sacrifice. And we know moms aren't perfect, are they? Amen, right? Moms aren't perfect, are they? Yes, they are. <laughs> That's good. Right? So, so just like everyone, moms, moms aren't perfect, but they, they really want to try, and they really have your best in mind. And, and we see that Naomi, she wasn't necessarily perfect. She sent her daughter. She blessed them. She said, go. But, but she began to say that, Man, I, I am just, I'm miserable, right? Like, she was miserable. It's almost like, I want you to go and be happy because I am miserable. And I'm just going to say that I'm miserable because, you know, misery loves company sometimes, doesn't it? It loves company. It just loves to be said. And so, 
Verse 19, let's read about her, her misery. So the two of them went on until they came to Bethlehem. And when they came to Bethlehem, the whole town was stirred because of them. And the woman said, is this Naomi? She said to them, do not call me Naomi. Call me Mara. For the Almighty has dealt very bitterly with me. I went away full and the Lord has brought me back empty. Why call me Naomi? When the Lord has testified against me and the Almighty has brought calamity upon me. So Naomi returned and Ruth the Moabite, her daughter-in-law with her, who returned from the country of Moab and they came to Bethlehem at the beginning of the barley harvest. There were 10 years in Moab, 10 years of provision, and then they go back, and her name was Naomi when she left, which means pleasant one. She, she was the pleasant one, and as she returns back, they're like, hey, it's Naomi. It's, it's the pleasant one. It's the one that lights up the room when she walks into it. She's, the, um, she's so amazing. She's so, so awesome, and, and Naomi began to say, don't call me the pleasant one. Call me Mara. Call me the one who is bitter. You see, she got this name from Exodus chapter 15. If you recall in Exodus 15, 23, when the Israelites were leaving Egypt and they were being set free and God was redeeming his people, they came to a, a body of water and as they looked at the water, they, they were complaining oftentimes to Moses. And as they were complaining to Moses, they found water and when they began to taste it, it was actually bitter. Do you remember this? And the name of the body of water was called Mara. And, and Naomi probably remembered this, hearing this story, watching them grow up, watching the pain and suffering of the, of the Israelites and seeing them when they finally reached water, it was bitter. And that's what Naomi was saying. When, when I'm finally happy, when I finally have the perfect husband and the perfect kids, the perfect son-in-laws, when all that's happening, then it's taken away from me. Then it's taken away from me. And don't call me pleasant one. Call me bitter. Call me bitter. But how many of you know that God doesn't define us by our circumstance? He doesn't begin to define us by our circumstance. In fact, there's difficulty that will happen throughout life, right? There's some moms in here who came in this morning and they found difficulty in their past. Maybe... A marriage didn't work out. Maybe they're a new mom and their kid is a little bit colicky and won't stop crying. How many moms just want to say, I'm Mara, I'm bitter, I'm bitter that I have this kid. There are some moms in here that are like that. There are some moms in here, there are some men in here as well who have come to a place where life didn't turn out as you expected it to turn out. And you found yourself a little bitter. You found yourself almost renaming the name that God gave to you when you became a son and became a daughter. There's a lot of moms and dads in here. There's a lot of college students in here who, who maybe didn't get the test grade that they thought they were going to get. Maybe they didn't get the A. Maybe they ended up getting the, the B plus, right? You know, and, and they're like, oh, I'm, I'm bitter. Just call me bitter. And all summer long, they're just going through, call me bitter. You know, what's amazing is, is God didn't define Naomi in her circumstance. He kept calling her Naomi. He wasn't going to let her be okay with calling her Mara. You see, we, we jumped to chapter four and we, 
we look at this story and as Naomi is bitter, her, her daughter marries an amazing man. And as she marries an amazing man, Boaz, Boaz took Ruth and he took care of her. He also took care of Naomi. And it's amazing what God does in this circumstance. In verse 13, so Boaz took Ruth and she became his wife. And he went into her and the Lord gave her conception and she bore a son. Then the women said to Naomi, blessed be the Lord who has not left you this day without a redeemer and may his name be renowned in Israel. He shall be to you a daughter, a, a restorer of life and a nourisher of your old age for your daughter-in-law who loves you is more to you than seven sons has given birth to him. Then Naomi took the child and laid him on her lap and became his nurse. Verse 17, and the women of the neighborhood gave him a name saying, a son has been born to Naomi. They named him Obed. He was the father of Jesse, the father of David. You see, Naomi went through this crazy circumstance, this crazy thing in life where she lost her husband, she lost her son-in-laws, she began to lose all these people, she went back to her hometown in shame, and as she did, her, her head was down, but her daughter who loved her married a man, and that man began to take care of her, and her circumstance began to change. You see, Naomi was actually blessed. She was blessed seven times, seven times. Isn't that a great number? It's a number of just completion, a number of saying that, that I'm complete in you, Ruth, that my destiny is more complete in you than it would have been apart from you. And it's amazing that you had the insight to realize that. And here we find a baby being born, Obed. And as Obed is sitting on Naomi's lap and she's the nurse to him, and she's nurturing this son. I wonder if she knew how much God would restore her circumstance. Isn't it amazing God would restore your circumstance? You know, I really, my encouragement to moms, wherever you are this morning, is that God would restore your circumstance. And as she's holding Obed right there, I wonder if she knew that in a, in a few thousand years, there would be another woman who would hold a baby, who would be the restorer of all in the same town of Bethlehem. Isn't that amazing that here we find the grandfather of David was born in Bethlehem being taken care of. And out of David's lineage would come a man named Jesus. Jesus would be born of a woman named Mary, and as he came into the world, he was the restorer of all. He would be the one who would restore you and me. He is the one who would take us out of our bitter situations, and whatever you're going through today, he would be the one who would bring hope and life. Jesus was born through this lineage. Jesus was born because of Naomi's faithfulness and Ruth's faithfulness to Naomi and watching this son be born. It's so redeeming. And what I love about Mother's Day is I love that 30, 
four years ago. There was, there was a woman who was faithful to a man, and she began to believe God for the impossible. She, she, she didn't know exactly what life would have for her. She went to college, and she had an amazing college journey, and she followed Jesus all the days of her life. And as she followed Jesus, she began to she began to meet a man. And this man that she met was a God-fearing man. He was going to be a man who was going to take care of her and nurture her and love her. And this woman began to have three sons. And I'm thankful for my mom who had us and nurtured us and took care of us and loved us, who was so faithful in this journey. You know, I don't know where you are this morning. I know that sometimes life can be a little bit bitter. I know that sometimes life can rob you of what God has for you. But I'm thankful for the moms who are faithful. I'm thankful for the moms who said, yes, we'll be faithful. We'll nurture these kids. We'll be a faithful wife. We'll love them well. And I'm just so thankful that we have these type of women in our church. You know, I'm thankful for the women at Luminous Church who have made God their God, who've said, we're going to put God first in everything. And I'm thankful for the women in our church who give every single week to not only this church and watching kids this morning and taking care of them, but I'm thankful for you for just being who you are and loving Jesus. You know, I'm excited about this organization that we're partnering with in honor of moms. And I know my wife mentioned it a little bit, but on your way out this morning, we just wanted to give every mom a sticker that says love on it. And so on your way out, you're going to get a sticker that says love. And we want you to be reminded that as you go out to be praying for this organization said, Jesus said love. And, and their work that they're doing in the strip clubs, and everywhere else on the I-35 window. You know, when we first came here to Luminous Church, I was praying about where we would plant this church and where we would start it and what we would decide to do. And we decided to faithfully come here and plant here because of multiple reasons. One, that it's a diverse area. This is the most diverse area in San Antonio, Texas. And so we believe that right by the medical district, we were, one of our core values is diversity. So we wanted to plant there. But what I came to find out is that there's five strip clubs within a mile of this church. And it's amazing to me that, that as we've been driving I-10 and been driving and just passing these strip clubs and 410, we've just been praying for them. And I, I just, I constantly just pray for them. Lord, just bless them. I pray that you would just bless those women in there, that you would touch them. And Jesus, I pray that if there's ever an opportunity for us to love them well and to reach out, then let us do that. Let us be a church that practically reaches and be the, that we would be the hands and feet of Jesus. In our mission statement, it's that we would reach the campus community of the world with the light of Jesus Christ. And and we really believe that we would do a monthly outreach once a month to love on moms. And, and so this is one of our outreaches this month. It's just a gift to this organization. I'm, I'm excited for Michelle here, who is, who is a part of Jesus Said Love. Would you stand up real quickly? Let's give her a big hand in what she's doing around here. 
I'm thankful for her work here in San Antonio for reaching out and every Easter they put together just love baskets and they take them to the strip clubs and they just, they love on moms. And I'm thankful that this gift is gonna help love on these moms and future moms in these strip clubs. I'm thankful that we could be a part of a church. And so what I want you to do, moms, is I want you to be faithful. On your way out this morning, I want you to be faithful to pray for this organization. And so something that my wife does is she has a sticker that's similar to this on her bathroom mirror. She got at a women's conference about five years ago, and it says yes. And it, it just, the whole thing was yes, and yes, I would be obedient to God. Yes, I would do what's right. Yes, I would be a Titus II woman. And, and I think that we're going to put this sticker right next to that. So every morning that when we wake up and we look at that mirror, that we can begin to pray for these young women who are caught up in sex trafficking, maybe caught up in the wrong lifestyle, maybe just been trying to provide for their kids, but they don't know any other way. And so maybe that's why they're here. That's what we're going to do. And as we close this morning, I just, I want to remind the moms and I want to remind the women in this place and the future moms in this place, that no matter what your life circumstance is, maybe, maybe you're not going through the best season. And I've, I've said this over and over, but maybe you're not in the best season right now in your life. Maybe, maybe God's not doing exactly what you thought he would do. Maybe it looks a little differently. It's a different plan. You know, as I put myself in the shoes of Naomi, after, after being years moving to a city and losing your income and moving back home and not knowing what God was going to do, it's real easy to begin to lose trust with God. Now, I'm reminded of Proverbs. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Lean not on your own circumstance. But in all your ways, would you acknowledge him? In all your ways, would you remember him? And I believe that he is faithful and he is true. So would you stand with me this morning as we pray and close out and let you have brunch and all that fun stuff? Would you bow your head and close your eyes? And I just, I want to pray for you. This morning, our sound system's all messed up, so we have no, no mood music right now. So I need you to bear with me. I need you to close your eyes, bow your head, and then I just want to ask. I, I, I want to pray. Really, that's really what I want to do. I wanted to pray over the specific people who may really feel like they're in a place in life where it's really turning bitter instead of hopeful. And maybe, maybe your life circumstance is a little bitter than pleasant. If that's you with no one looking around, I just, I want to see your hand because I want to pray for you. If that's you, would you just lift up your hand if that's you? Maybe I'm just a little bitter and I feel that coming and sneaking up on me. And I don't want that anymore. Leave your hand up. Leave it extended. And as you do, I'm going to just pray that the pleasantness of God would fill your heart, mind, and soul. Father, I'm just declaring right now in the name of Jesus. Father, you see every 
hand raised. And I'm just declaring in the name of Jesus that you would bring peace in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray that every woman and man in this place with their hand lifted, I pray they would leave this place knowing that you're good. God, you've always been good. And they are not defined in this moment by their current circumstance. They're not defined in this moment by the outcome that they see with physical eyes. But Lord, I'm declaring in the name of Jesus that they would be filled up and that they would know that their restore is on his way. Father, come bring peace, bring comfort. Lord Jesus, I pray that you would heal that. In Jesus' name. Father, we love you. We praise you today, God. Thank you for Brandy's encouragement of courage and taking a step of bravery. Thank you, Father, for the kids who love their mamas today. Thank you, Father, for the people who showed up to your church today. And God, I just pray that you would go with us and before us. We love you so much. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. Hey, we love you. Let's give God a big hand because he's awesome. If you need prayer for anything on your way out this morning, then we would encourage you to find a prayer worker with a lanyard with a light on it, and you can get prayer this morning. We love you. We hope you enjoy your Mother's Day lunch. Please, please, please bless your mamas and love your mamas today. You are dismissed. Thank you for listening to this week's message. To find out more about service times, giving, and community groups that meet throughout the week, please visit us online at luminouschurch.org.